Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. All right, you guys, I am sitting here with my husband, Matt, and we have Gerard and Jesse on. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, thanks for having us. Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you. This is a topic that we're looking forward to getting to learn um, your perspective on and something that we've discussed as well. So I think we're going to have a really good conversation here. Um, But really what we're going to dive into today is what to do when one partner values personal development and, you know, personal disciplines on a different level than the other person and really how we navigate this. So maybe the best place to start would just be to ask you your initial take on this. We're going to dive into a lot more on this, but just your initial thoughts, what you would say um, when it comes to how common this is, what maybe some of your experience has been with this, and we'll be happy to share a little bit of ours as well. Yeah, sure. I, I can start because I would say it's very common in our household. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the things that's so interesting, uh, I think as we learn more and more about what it means to pursue personal development as an individual is that as we also happen to be Gerard and I married people as well to each other, obviously, um, is never, we're never going to be necessarily on the same path uh, at the same time, or we're never going to probably prioritize it exactly the same at the same time. Um, Certainly there have been experiences where maybe there is some overlap Mm -hmm. in terms of the things that we individually prioritize or value, but I will just also mention that after, well, wait a minute, he's going to get mad at me if I round up like I normally do. He's been married for almost 13 years. And I I would say for the majority of the time, we're, we're looking at each other, understanding that the other person is never going to be in exactly the same place that we are at the same time. And that's right. one of the things I think we've learned throughout for the last five years of our podcast is like, okay, let's talk this through because you might value this differently than I do. And and we got to unpack it. Yeah, that's good. And I think that's um, really true and something that I didn't really anticipate when I got married. I thought we'd always be on the same page all the time. I mean, I knew we'd have disagreements, but more so like prioritizing and valuing because we have, you know, the same belief system and the same overall values for our lives. I didn't really anticipate that at different seasons, though, I might really value, I don't know, working out or certain kind of, you know, healthy Mm -hmm. eating habit or something more so than he does or Mm -hmm. him really valuing. Maybe you can share, hon, something that when it comes to like time and being on time and like that discipline. Yeah, like for (laughs) me, uh, being a former college and professional athlete, like I did the workout everyday thing. for a long time He's like, like i'm over it it was my job and so now i'm i'm not as motivated to do that because it's not like my job depends on it 
Um, and I did it for so long that you're like, well, th- this is kind of a lot it of work. It must have been effective yeah. like for the next 10 years. <laughs> you're like, now you're like, I'm free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I think between that, you know, and, and just, you know, seeing what I value differently, just mm-hmm. as far as like being on time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was always taught, like if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. And yeah. going into marriage, I, I just expected that's how everybody, you know, yeah, that's how Jordan was going to, you know, manage her time. And she's very disciplined with her time. But when right. it comes to, you know, being on time for something, it's like, oh, we can if, be 15 minutes. Late. Yeah. For their, you know, 30 minutes of the start time, we're fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm like freaking out internally. Like, no, I'm going to have to run. <laughs> There's some kind of like punishment associated with being late. Yeah. I'm curious, what have you guys experienced? Kind of what you were sharing, how sometimes there can be a little bit of a misalignment of what you're valuing in a certain season or just with where you're at in life. How have you guys experienced these different, um, I guess, perspectives on, you know, valuing personal development or just certain disciplines differently? Have How have you experienced that in your marriage? Yeah, I mean, I'll start because I think we had an interesting start to our marriage and that I was going to seminary while, when we first got married. And so I was kind of going through all these, spiritual disciplines and Mm. and really learning more self-awareness and doing all these kind of things that were really lighting me up and Mm. and really feeding, you know, my soul in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, we had just moved to a new place, a new city, new jobs, everything like that. And Jesse was kind of experiencing the exact opposite. She Mm. was experiencing the loss and the grieving of, you know, what was our our family. Yeah, exactly. So while I'm being fed and, lighting up and coming home and be like, you will not believe this and, and let's talk about this. And Jesse in the meantime is like, I could not care less right now. I am mm-hmm. in a place where this is means nothing to me almost. Anyway. Well, I was experiencing a, a lot of depression and mm-hmm. some, some of the symptoms of which I hadn't ever gone through. So there was just a lot of deconstruction happening in my own life, but it was extremely um, unfortunate timing because Gerard was having this uh, growth that mm. I not only was I envious of mm. on some level, but I also desperately wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and so he would come home from from school or from church and have these exciting breakthroughs that he wanted to share with me, and I would just be like eyes glazed over, kind of thinking to myself, mm-hmm. "Well, so how does that? What does that mean for me? And like, yeah. where do I fit? And how how do I?" you know, meet you in that when it doesn't feel like I, I have even access to that part of my like self internally almost. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I would say in a lot of ways we traded places. I almost mm-hmm. resonate with the athlete thing, <laughs> even though I'm not an athlete, but like having gone through all that intensity and all that growth or whatever it was information afterwards, I was like, okay, I'm, kind of done with this right now i'm kind of tapped out and jesse's also just rockets out in terms of self-improvement and learning about herself and is so lit up by by all these kind of really healthy things you know nourishing your soul type of elements mm-hmm. and, and i'm i'm like I, got, I have other things i need to focus on i, I need to <laughs> like i can't read another book i just finished grad school yeah, me along. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I i definitely resonate with that because i um like we had a pretty unconventional like start to our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just gotten released from the Pittsburgh Steelers two weeks before our wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. Did not have any other job lined up. Mm-hmm. And we ended up uh, moving away from Indiana back to my home in uh, Phoenix. And 
I ended up training out there for nine months mm -hmm. full time and I wasn't working and Jordan was working mm -hmm. and I would help wow. with the business. But I mean, like talk about starting your marriage off on a weird foot. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. she's the sole breadwinner at that time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow. and I'm, I'm pursuing a, a professional athlete, a, a dream as a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I had put kind of an end date on that, but, um, yeah, it was, it was just really, I, it, it caused a lot of friction early on in our marriage. Yeah, because I think I had, I felt a pressure that he wanted to understand and he was as helpful as he could be, but it also, you know, his thing was pursuing football because it, it's kind of like grad school, right? Like you invest this time up front for a, hopefully a really great payoff later. Unfortunately, it didn't pan mm -hmm. out quite that way. It's a little bit unpredictable, but you know, in that season it was like we both had these two separate things that we were trying to build and invest in and we we were trying to support one another in them and be a part of them but kind of like you shared it was hard for him to understand the types of stresses that I actually had because I worked mainly remotely and so he's like how stressed can you be you're in your pajamas all day you know and I'm like you don't get it you know but I was at the same time like so disciplined when it came to financial management and when it came to time management and all those things and he was so disciplined when it came to working out it was just like we were trying to find that common ground and our mm -hmm. discipline weren't it wasn't like either of us wasn't disciplined it was just we were disciplined in different ways because of our experiences yeah and to touch on your second point Gerard like just the like being on a spiritual high when your spouse is not mm -hmm. on a spiritual high mm -hmm. and I, I think wow. like for us as Christians we're you know you always hear like don't be unequally yoked mm -hmm. you know you right. want to be equally yoked and I yes that I think that's the ideal but I think in reality you're there are going to be times where you have to be strong for your spouse mm -hmm. and be that rock mm -hmm. because you are going to go through ups and downs together. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you have your own individual, uh, things that you're going through right. as well. So right. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when you, I was just going to say, like when you got released, it was like that hit me right away and I felt the disappointment, but it took like several months later and then you kind of went through that kind of like what you guys shared, like you almost traded places. It was kind of similar in, in that way where he then kind of went through a fog and a discouraging season mm -hmm. and kind of being that, you know, support to lean on was kind of where I was at. So I find that really interesting. I feel like we have some um, similarities there. Definitely. One of the examples that helped me really like think through this a little bit is, uh, I'm such a metaphor person, so Gerard's going to probably roll his eyes so loud you might be able to hear it all the way from there. But I, I I heard somebody describe it this way, and it was really, really helpful. So in case anyone else is experiencing this, it's like it's almost like our personal journeys are, you know, think of yourself in a, in a little roller coaster car. And so you're you're on this journey, right, and you're, you're experiencing ups and downs. Obviously, there's parts that are scary. There's parts that are fun. There's parts that are joyful and twisty and windy and you don't know what's going to happen next but uh if you if you pictured the two of us or two partners in one in one relationship mm -hmm. in different roller coaster cars there's going to be times when those cars pass each other or you can wave or you can you know like talk or or, or share those experiences but it's, it's more from a, a space of like look this is where I am this is where we have shared mm -hmm. um, commonality or places that we've overlapped but we're not always going to be experiencing the same high or low at the same time and that's okay right no that's so true and I'm curious what your perspective would be on this because this is something we've talked through a lot how do you 
respect one another and kind of work through your different um, seasons of growth, your different highs and lows without necessarily losing sight of the goal that you have. So like kind of going back to the example that you shared, you know, when Gerard was in grad school and pursuing seminary and then you had your own kind of work that you were... With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Doing internally... And you both had slightly different goals, it sounds like, in that season, just like Matt and I did when we were going through that season in our life. 
what would you say because I think sometimes when one person is you know maybe not as strong in a certain area or another um, whether that's health or something else the other can you know in an effort to try to help them grow can also come across as nagging or as you know bitter and I know I know we've experienced that before there's times where I've he's had to tell me like hey it seems like you're trying to control me and, or get me to do what you want me to do when that's not really where I'm at right now. And so I'm just curious what your perspective is on how you can really respect and work through different approaches to growth without necessarily losing sight of your own goal or conviction or the thing that you're working toward as an individual without necessarily like neglecting your partner either. That's such a good question. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if only we all knew the answer, right? <laughs> I, I'm like, well, no, I mean, I think we've got definitely some things that have helped us. I'm trying to think of a specific example. Gerard, is looking like he has something. Well, here. I was going to say something that we learned really quick mm-hmm. was uh, whoever is it is who is maybe experiencing this growth or, or positive, whatever it is, it's really hard to just impart or will that on you to your partner, mm-hmm. right? Because I can tell Jesse she should be, you know, meditating <laughs> 10 minutes a day or something like that, but that's not going to, that's not going to help. What really, really what we've learned is that is this, I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase that changed people, change people, hmm. meaning if, if I am someone who has experienced the positivity of whatever I'm going through. Yeah, use meditation. You don't meditate. <laughs> if I exhibit that, then that, it's like opening a door for your partner. You can't force them through the door, but you can show them where the door is and say, look, do you want to come? You can come through this when you're ready. But I, there's no way that I can, you know, drag you through it while you're kicking and screaming and don't want to go that direction. Well, even less, like, that's pretty an intense. I, I don't do a lot of kicking and screaming. Well, so I, that's <laughs> but, but to take that, you know, I think what you're saying is if if you are having a positive experience of that thing, like, let that let that be what draws me to it yeah. is, is your positive experience of it instead of you trying to like convince me to do it. I think there's an element of just like letting, letting go of that where you, you just need to do you. And one of the metaphors we use a lot in our teaching um, uh, is, is this idea that each marriage is, is kind of like a symbiotic relationship that happens between two plants. So you think of, and in our story we use the two plants a corn stalk and a sweet pea vine and there's a whole story behind this I won't go into it but if you imagine that both plants can actually grow really well side by side and the crops of both are actually better and far more efficient and um, abundant when they're grown side by side but the only way that that's able to happen is when each plant grows and uh, embodies its own strong characteristics. And so if the sweet pea vine was trying to act like a cornstalk or tell the cornstalk what to do or any of those other things and same vice versa, they wouldn't, they wouldn't grow well together. So I think really honoring for us, I think it's been about honoring the fact that we're so different as human beings, Mm -hmm. Gerard and I. And so of course we're going to have different needs, different things that resonate with us. um, Different, even if it's just like tools, like, to go to the workout example, like he and I have such drastically different uh, health <laughs> approaches on almost everything. But it, what Gerard does works for him, and what I do, I, what I do works for me. And so it almost 
it's like we can let it go that it doesn't have to look exactly the same because what we're doing for ourselves works. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I think we've learned something very similar in especially in the health area specifically, you know, that you touch on that. You know, for me, I do I like to do a lot more cardio that works for me. And so we tried the whole working out together once and we realized we ended up feeling like we were trying to like coach each other <laughs> because we have different yeah. ways of doing things. And then the other was like, I don't do it that way or I don't want to do it that way or I hun, I literally can't lift two hundred pounds, you know, or <laughs> whatever it was. Right. So we 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 been married for a long time and I think we've worked, been able to work out together maybe like I could count the times on one hand because mm-hmm. it doesn't usually go well right it's like we can both work out at the same time but we're usually doing oh, different yeah. workouts yeah mm-hmm. exactly exactly yeah I'm not exactly built for distance I'm more of a weightlifter myself <laughs> <laughs> that's what he always says I'm like want to go for a run no I'm not built for distance <laughs> that's funny right. um I, w- I wanted to kind of going off what you just said um how do you go about like aligning your mental and emotional and spiritual goals as a couple that's a good question my uh my approach is to be really open about letting gerard know where i am in terms of like what my own goals and i guess you know where i'm posturing myself in terms of what i might be pursuing at any given time because i think what happens a lot, we talk a lot about expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think what can happen if, if we aren't open with each other about kind of where we're headed, I guess, is that, you know, Gerard's going to be holding all of that information in his brain, and I'm going to be holding all that information for my personal self in my brain. And I can't expect him to know what's going on up there unless I let him into that and, and share that with him. And, and it goes both directions. And so I think the very starting point of that is building in time to dream together, building in time to strategize together, building in time to say like, Hey, this is something that is really important to me right now. I don't know if it's a season or if it's a permanent thing, but like, here's, this is where I'm at. And even if you wanted extra credit, here are some things that Mm -hmm. it would really, these are some things that would make me feel really supported in that. And, Mm -hmm. And we've just sort of gotten into the habit of doing that type of conversation, I think, because at the beginning, as Gerard mentioned, there was a lot of um, internal goal setting or internal uh, kind of vision setting um, that was happening and that actually threatened to pull us apart. Yeah, I, I like how you touched on dreaming together because that's literally something that Jordan and I have Been talked about. Yeah, yeah, we like we were challenged to do that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it's it, that's something that we've done. Mm-hmm. And since we started doing that, and what is it it's like an annual or we've done it i think we did it no we did it t- twice in a year so yeah. like a bi-annual yeah, we check-in try to do every six months mm-hmm. yeah just to see like hey are we still on track mm-hmm. like what is your vision for our family mm-hmm. our business mm-hmm. like and do that for each you know ha- have your personal and professional goals mm-hmm. and yeah. walk through that and say okay how do how do you like align with this mm-hmm. And where are you at with it? Because there's sometimes, I mean, we found there were some things that we had written down the initial time, the first time that we did it by the second time, it was like, okay, that's kind of changed because of this, that, and the other thing. And so um, having those kind of, even just, you know, whether it's quarterly check-ins or, you know, semi-annual check-ins has been really helpful. So that's encouraging to hear that you guys do that. And I think it also like kind of even what he had asked about aligning your mental, spiritual, emotional health, all of that, it's kind of like, 
not only are you planning the tangible things, but you're also saying, well, what do you need? Because one of the, through through that experience that we did, we eventually came to this realization that we were really overworking ourselves and we had been traveling so much. And so we got to this season where we said, we need to like together figure out how we can create better rhythms of rest in our lives because it wasn't healthy for our mental health or emotional health, anything, the pace at which we were going. And so we implemented like a super simple weekly day of rest. And that has been something we've been doing for several months. And we wouldn't have figured out that each other needed that had we not, A, done some research on that idea to begin with, but B, really consulted one another and said, how are you? And we both were like, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. 100%. Um, we, oh, we, we do that too for that very reason because it really aligns us and, it, and then it, it really spurs to new conversation new creativity to your point mm-hmm. in terms of where are we going and how are we going to get there and, mm-hmm. and oh I didn't know you were feeling that passionate about something new and let's let's discuss that one thing one other quick thing to add to that is that I think to be really aware of uh, whether or not you are the verbal the more verbal or more internal processor in the mm-hmm. relationship. Cause I think some relationships have two of that same type. Maybe they could be too verbal and too internal, but I, I still think it's a spectrum regardless. So no matter what, someone's going to be more to one side or the other. And for us, that has been maybe a small challenge in, in uh, getting into the habit of what I shared a minute ago. And so I think when I realized that Gerard, well, it was pretty obvious. It wasn't like it wasn't a it wasn't a huge light bulb moment. But um, when we finally determined that he was going to need a little bit more time to process, or maybe um, a different conversation style in those types of conversations, and that he may show up to those conversations differently because he's thinking things things through as we talk, mm-hmm. that was kind of another thing that I I wish we would have been warned about or more mindful about before kind of trying to make those conversations happen but yep it's been a work in progress yeah we're we're the exact same way mm-hmm. like jordan <laughs> jordan's a verbal processor and i internalize things and so mm-hmm. when she asked me a question i don't respond like immediately i take like two seconds no, five no, seconds like maybe to, seconds. to process it <laughs> No, it, it feels like twelve to you. It literally. Feels we need to like talk about the me. the reference to time <laughs> test that you took. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it feels like forever for her, but for me, it's like, oh, well, I'm just gonna think about that, you know. And and we've had riffs yeah. because of that. I'm like, why are you ignoring me? He's like, I'm not. I'm thinking about That's how to why. answer you. Same exact thing. Yeah. Same discussion, hundred percent. Happens all the time. You know, sometimes I will then try to like over. Over process, or, or, or try to answer like more quickly, but then I realized Jesse's still in the middle of her thought, and now I've interrupted her. Mm-hmm. And now we're, you know, we're in a different territory. Right? Yeah, that that'll happen too. I'll be like in the middle of a thought, and Jordan has an idea. It's like right there on the tip of your tongue, and then it. If I'm like ADD, so if I get cut off, like that thought is gone. There's no coming back to it. But one thing that uh, kind of helped us a little bit and this is a really simple test that uh, you listeners can do at home to determine if uh, you or your significant other like their relationship to time Mm -hmm. take your stopwatch on your iphone or whatever and Mm -hmm. count so test the other person test the other person say okay tell me when four tell me when four seconds is up yeah ready (gasps) go and then hit start and whenever they say stop see how close they are Mm -hmm. because jordan 
when, was at, when you did it so oh when God. i did it i was at like two and a half seconds <laughs> he's like well oh that was God. two and a half <laughs> yeah and i was at five seconds I so love this. that is such a good idea yes yeah, so yeah, it helps you understand each other a lot. yeah it's, it's simple it's not like an enneagram or anything it's, yeah. it's like really basic just start yeah. with how so many problems in relationships come down to perspective on time mm-hmm. and expectation regarding that so. especially in communicate time and communication because yes. like what we talked about the time being late to something is a slightly different I think relation to time but I'm such a quick verbal I'm a quick processor and a verbal processor so I can yeah. word vomit on him so much and then he hasn't had time to digest it and be able to respond and so then I'm like okay and then I just keep going because I think he has nothing to say so we've had to kind of learn that about each other and it helps me at least sometimes it's still a work in progress but take a little bit more time to pause and give him a second to articulate his thoughts so just a fun little exercise there (laughs) um but anyways I wanted to ask um what are your thoughts on setting up maybe like family rules or guidelines to help support the relationship when you when two people feel like they're in slightly different places on certain things, especially when it comes to the ways that they're growing individually. Yeah. So, I mean, that's been one of the things that has literally saved us. Um, I think it's, it sounds counterintuitive because you think of a family rule as being like maybe a mission statement Mm -hmm. or guidelines or rules, obviously that would keep you meant to be keeping you in place for whatever reason in terms, and maybe in the case of, growth you would think of it in terms of like habits or practices that you're going to stick to but I think one of the reasons why it's been so helpful for us and I can speak a little bit more to the process in a minute but the reason it's been so helpful is because when you don't have to constantly be making new decisions about things or ways that you're going to live your life I think that's where it leaves so much more space for spontaneity in terms of like allowing us to relax going back to the plant metaphor which is really how kind of this concept, this family rule came to be is uh, the word trellis comes from the Greek word that is the same word for rule in Greek. And when I started learning more about how this plant metaphor could take place for us, I was really fascinated by the idea that if you think of a trellis in a garden, it's there to help support the plants as they are growing up Hmm. to the air (laughs) and becoming stronger, healthier, more prolific actual plants. And I thought, how interesting is that? And I wonder what it would look like for us to create a trellis for ourselves. But essentially, when you look at it, you're like, oh, so it's a mission statement. But I think the difference for us is that putting it together was less about saying like, okay, this is our mission and this is how we're going to get there. Because I think mission statements are really powerful my background in business, Gerard's background in business, we, we're big fans of that kind of approach and, and we believe it's important for, you know, brands and, and that sort of thing. But with the trellis, it's different because you're meant to look at, and we walk people through this process at our summit that we hold, but you could do it on your own for sure. And we're, we're trying to, we're working on turning it into something where people can just, you know, maybe grab from our site and do it on their own. But the point is you're looking at your individual characteristics the characteristic of one partner and the characteristics of the other partner and figuring out where they over how they overlap and where you can best use the strengths of both people to support each other so that the entire family stays healthy and strong whether it's because you're growing as a family or whether it's because you're going through something very challenging as a family I mean it, it works in so many different situations and it has saved us from a lot of heartache because we went through heartache without one. Yeah, so just to add to that too is 
back to this kind of rural trellis idea, it really is not meant to be a restrictive thing. And some people feel that way around rules. And it's really a guideline. It's, it's supposed to point you and gently lead you in the same direction. And so that way you don't feel lost, right? Mm. You, you know where you're going together. And, and that can be such a, a fruitful um, tool for us and, and something that's really allowed us to see, okay, this is who we are, this is where we're going, and we can rely on that instead of always having to make up something new every single time. The other reason I like it, too, is you think of a ruler, like mm. the kind you'd use in school, you know, when yeah. you're in elementary school or whatever, that's, that's there because it's used as a measurement, right? And so similarly with our family rule, our trellis that we've created for ourselves is we use it to measure our growth against. Um, more more to just kind of be able to keep tabs on things. And that's another helpful way that it kind of plays into things. Hmm. That's good. Because I think when you, like you said, when you think through rules, it sounds restrictive. It sounds like you're putting right. your family in a box. But if you look at it more like a measure of, are we aligned? Are we on track? You know, what are our common goals? How is that supporting what we're doing? Even if we mm-hmm. go about that differently, like you kind of shared with the plants, they grow differently. They're different types of plants. But if there's this kind of common support, that adds Mm -hmm. a huge element. So I I actually really like that perspective and that visual. So thank you for that. Um, I want to pivot a little bit because I want to, this is all so helpful, but I'm just honestly curious a little bit more about you guys. We, we're really curious (laughs) to know more about your story too, as, as all of this um, perspective on helping one another grow, if you grow differently or, you know, uh, approach personal development differently. There's a lot of really, I think, helpful tools and visuals and everything. But I would also just love to know, like, what's your story? Was it love at first sight for you guys? Did you know, like, this is us forever? Um, how you met? You know, I just I would love to hear a little bit of the background, too, that's kind of led you now to this place where you are hosting summits and talking about plans and trellises and all the things. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, honestly, I I was less sure right off the bat than than Gerard was in terms of love or first sight we actually when we first met we kind of had similar friend groups I guess you could say and um we were really good friends right off the bat but I was like there would be no way that this would ever work out because I think we were at the time pretty similar like there yeah. had a lot of similarities and so that friendship for us to me I saw the friendship as being like he was my buddy do you know what I mean and so it was hard for me to see how that would maybe turn into anything else um and long story short we hung out one night just the two of us because all of our other friends were busy just randomly had stuff going on I guess and um that night we had our first kiss and the rest is history (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it never dated or like like we're apart practically after that to Hmm. be totally honest and that was over 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we met in college, and we just—I think we—we we were together um, so young. And I think one of the things that really led us to this plant metaphor is we have got plenty of friends actually that met and got married around that same time who actually aren't even still together. So mm. it's not to say that it's not to say that getting married young or getting married early is is necessarily the answer because mm-hmm. it certainly isn't for everybody. But I would say one thing that we've noticed in ourselves in our own relationship is that because in a lot of ways I mean we're 35 now and we've been together for such a large section of our lives that in a lot of ways we feel like we've grown up together Mm. um do you know what I'm saying and so like especially because we were married during some of the most formative years of I think an adult's life Mm -hmm. um got married at 22 and and 
we have experienced so much as a unit um, that it, it, it has led to, I think, a really beautiful relationship, but it also has led to a couple of very, very serious conversations about whether or not we've made a horrible mistake yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. each other. We've had some really, really down spots. We're both really different people now than we were 13, 15 years ago. And so really allowing each other the freedom, the space to grow and change and be who, you know, you feel led to be in a lot of ways has helped us to to grow together. And that phrase that Jesse's mm-hmm. using is uh, allow us to continue to grow. But, you know, we're still side by side in a lot of ways, even though we're completely different people. So if, you, if, if we describe to each other who the other person would be in 15 years after when we first met, we would just, you know, we nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It's very mm-hmm. different. Yeah. We can relate in, in that we got married young as well. And mm-hmm. there's yeah. challenges and also a lot of blessings that come with that. But in the same way, it's kind of like you totally. do get that experience of feeling like you're growing up together and helping one another grow rather than, I think there's, you know, benefits to whichever, whichever season of life you find your person and get married. But you know, we've learned a lot through that process so we can relate in that way as well. Um, yeah. And when we started our, when we started our podcast, one of the things that I think was such an issue for us and just a little bit of that backstory. I mean, we basically divorce is not really ever an option for us, but we have had conversations of like, what the heck are we supposed like, if, if we're not going to split up, what are, what are we supposed to do? Because this feels like, we feel like we've met an impasse or we, we've reached a, mm. a point of no return and now we have no idea where to go from here like yeah. we're just going to live as roommates for the rest of our lives so anyways we were kind of at one of those spots um about seven years in to our marriage and that was when we started our show which of course doesn't make any sense because why would you start a podcast <laughs> about marriage when your marriage is in the pits and the reason that we started our show is because we realized we had lost or fallen out of the habit of sitting me to me and talking through things that were important to us and that were important to each other, um, maybe individually and, and having kind of a reflection or an opportunity to have um, other people weigh in, not necessarily because you need to know that you're making other people happy or you need to know that people approve. It's less about seeking approval and more about just a healthy, um, healthy form of support, a healthy Mm -hmm. community. And we had just moved to New York City from um, where we were in the Midwest. And so we didn't have a lot of that community. And I think that's been one of the things that we have Mm. wanted to shout from the rooftop since then is (laughs) you, you definitely have each other to cling to. And yes, that is very important. And, And obviously in other, in some cases you have the rest of your family members to cling to as well, but there is something magical slash also very pragmatic about having a community of fellow plants, you know, <laughs> to, to grow up with. And, and again, mm-hmm. I hate to beat a dead bush or whatever that <laughs> dead horse, bush, <laughs> horse, plants. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking with the plant metaphor. No, but honestly, that's kind of where this all comes full circle, right? Is that plants growing together in the middle of an empty field are going to be way more susceptible to things like sunburn and pests mm-hmm. and 
um, you know, all kinds of storms and wind and, and growing in a field together, being woven together as a community is something that we were really craving at that time. And in a lot of ways, our podcast listeners became that. And then we were, I guess, I think able to prioritize it so much differently that we actually moved a few months later and have been able to reorient our lives around building that community and just fully living into that because we knew how dangerous it was in a word to not have it. And, and we came close to kind of losing it all, I think, because of that. Yeah. That that's, that's something that we have been blessed with throughout our marriage is great community. Except and we, for the first year that right, was Right. That, that first year. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was like, we not only was I not working and she was full time, but we didn't have a strong community mm-hmm. where we were at. Cause I had, mm-hmm. I had moved away from Phoenix, you know, four years earlier more than and, that, like five or six years earlier, because that was after that was well after school. Oh yeah, that's right, five yeah. years earlier. Yeah, so I I had lost touch with like all of my friends had moved out of state, and that I I didn't yeah. know we didn't have any. I think we had one married couple mm-hmm. that we were friends with, and we would see them, you know, once every two months maybe. Yeah. So it wasn't like a consistent community, and mm-hmm. it, it honestly right. factored into our decision to move back to Indiana mm-hmm. because it was like, look, this is yeah. where our strong community is. It's like, we can't do this on our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring that up. Cause I think so many don't realize how, you know, having each other is a huge blessing, but you can be isolated as a unit. If that makes sense. Like if you don't Absolutely. have other like-minded units. So I'm thankful that you brought that up because that not only community, but also even just like having mentors and counselors like older married couples in our lives that are similar and like you know can understand us but can speak from 20 years in advance you know um so anyways definitely love that you brought that up I'm glad that that we were able to talk about that because I think that is something that can be so easily missed and it's crazy how much of an impact it can make but I'm curious definitely would you say that the season of feeling isolated was the hardest part of your relationship or what I guess my question is what would you say has been the hardest part of your relationship and then what's been the greatest part of it experience-wise yeah I think just I think just through life yeah whether that's been through you know how one another are growing separately or or differently from one another or just whatever that looks like have you experienced you kind of touched on how you had that kind of that season of coming to this place of well what are we just going to be you know roommates like I would love to hear a little bit more about Mm -hmm. what that was like and then was community kind of the key that changed that or what do you feel like was the the turning point for you guys yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when we were having those conversations, even, you know, at that time, the word isolation is, is such a key word there. Um, and it sounds so funny to people to who aren't married to hear that. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can be very lonely in your marriage. Yeah. And so, you know, for, for us, we were in that moment and just searching, looking around, saying we need support. We need people around us. So let's let's find that. Uh, that was, I know that was a real low part for us. But like, what's Jesse? How would you describe like? I think um, probably some of the more challenging times for us. I, I can think of a couple of circumstantial things that we went through in terms of loss and grief mm-hmm. being really challenging for us, um, which is something obviously I know you guys have experienced as well, and that can be really tricky too. I actually loved your episode um, about processing grief differently because I think it. It really touches on what we're talking about right now, and that is that one person may be going through something. It's almost like you could be going through the same loss, Mm -hmm. and obviously there's a possibility for both people to be 
and actually I would say a likelihood that both people are going to handle it differently mm. just because everybody's so different. Yeah. Um, and that can be so difficult. Um, it's so hard not to things I think that are challenging circumstances divide us based on the fact that not only does it maybe not only is it maybe a sucky situation, but then you also feel like you don't even recognize the other person because they're handling it differently. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, last year was a really, really rough year for us. We unexpectedly um, had to move out of our home, which is such a long story, but it was like a legal thing. We were very, very sad and felt a lot of betrayal and mm. obviously it's an inconvenience and a whole bunch of things. We're really, really close with the people on our block. Mm. Um, funny enough, we moved into the house across the street after about a year being on the road. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we're so happy. We're happy we're back on the block um, as of last fall, but we there was a lot of unknowns throughout all of that. And I think as we both were processing that in different ways, we would kind of look at each other and wonder, you know, in different times, I felt like there were moments where I would think to myself, oh, my gosh, why aren't you freaking out right mm -hmm. now? Yeah. This is so scary and upsetting. And then there were plenty of other times where I would think, oh, my gosh, like, why are you freaking out right now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it's together, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, but I, th I think that was one of the things that's so interesting and it kind of gets a little meta here, right? Because one of the, one of the things that we were frantically upset by is that we felt like we might have to move away permanently from this tight-knit community that we had built in our little, you know, beach town in Southern California. And that was actually, uh, well, one of the reasons why we clung so tightly to moving back here and making mm -hmm. it, you know, figuring it out and making it work in a lot of ways. And um, I think that's also, it's like it was a value for us, but it also is one of the things that really got us through it, yeah. certainly. Yeah. Um, so that's been kind of an interesting, more recent example, I would say. Hmm, that's good. I uh, can very much relate to the <laughs> why are you not freaking out right now versus it's funny. It's like, yeah. but it's almost like I think there's probably some sort of like intention to why we are like, like we almost it kind of goes back to balancing each other out where someone may be more strong or level headed or, you know, able to navigate something with a little bit more focus in one Absolutely. season and vice versa. So I think in some ways it's like, thank God it's that way, even though it can be so confusing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Early on, we had a couple of, like, very, very tragic losses um, right right off the bat. And mm. we almost, you know, didn't even know. Like, I had never seen Gerard grieve before and same. With yeah. him. He had never really seen me grieve before. And so I do, I do remember moments of, like, laying in the dark during the day on our bed next to Gerard while he cried. And then, like, 10 minutes later feeling like I was losing it, crying harder than I ever have while him staring there, you know, laying there staring at me crying and just feeling like, isn't it so funny how for some reason our own like internal crying compass knows to let the other person have their moment and mm -hmm. to be the comforter. Mm -hmm. It was, it was like something inherent kicked in. I don't, I can't explain it. And, and it would go back and forth. And one of the yeah. things we say is like, I will be your life raft in this moment right now so that you can freak out. Mm. And then we say that knowing that then it'll be reciprocated. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's really, it's really fascinating. You'll, you'll trade places when it's going, when it's healthy, right? Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll trade places so that the other person can be supported when they need it. And then vice versa. It's really, it's, it's something to watch. Mm. 
so good so true and I think that thinking of it that way helps when you feel like the other person isn't understanding you sometimes it really is no they're being a support beam or they're being that mm-hmm. comforter and so allow that to be what it is because you actually really need that um, when we went through our own loss you know recently this year um, I remember getting so upset because he was working out in the garage or something and I'm like how mm-hmm. are you not just laid out on the couch and so upset and my mom was actually mm-hmm. visiting when I had expressed that frustration she goes you know what? it's a blessing that he's able to like think rationally in this moment and you know he's letting um, you have these first couple of days mm-hmm. I think it'll hit him later but he's be able, he's able to pick up dinner and like keep the house clean and do these yeah. basic things so like let that be because that is really necessary so I thought that was actually a really I, I had to learn to shift my perspective from like frustration yeah. to gratitude um so anyways I appreciate that you shared that so honestly as well yeah. one last thing that I am curious about or would love to just ask and I'm sure Matt is as well but what would you say just as we kind of begin to wrap up here from a practical standpoint, if, if there's a couple that's listening or, you know, maybe one half of a couple that's listening and feeling like they're really on different pages when it comes to how they're growing, whether that's in their spiritual faith or their spiritual health or their physical health or, you know, how they're managing their time or how they're managing their household or just all of the above. If, if it feels like they're just really misaligned on a lot of those things and feel like they're kind of pulling one another along or there's a lot of tension in the season that we're in. And I think we're in a very unique time in human history where there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding everyone for pretty much this whole year, I feel like. And I think that can also weigh on marriages from a financial standpoint and everything else. And so if someone's listening and feeling that tension within their relationship, what would you say is just a practical step to that they could take to um, maybe try to get a little bit more on the same page and become a little bit more aligned without the other feeling like they're forced, kind of what you had mm-hmm. said earlier, kind of enforcing their will or their way upon them? Yeah. How can they do that in a respectful kind of practical first step way? Well, I'm going to start with kind of a principle, uh-huh. which I which I really enjoyed using in our relationship, and it's it's the the phrase that the key to every lifelong relationship is knowing your partner's inner world, and mm-hmm. so to to translate that in a very practical way is, you know, I'm the internal processor here, so it's a lot of times Jesse doesn't really know what's going on in my internal world because I'm keeping it inside, <laughs> and. For me to tell Jesse at times, hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm having a hard time um, because I'm stressed out of work and I've, I've taken too much on my plate and I just don't really feel alive, you know, in, in my spirituality or my or I don't feel excited about, you know, the things that are around us. Just even me saying that at some point, which can feel really daunting for me is really helpful for Jesse and it allows her to say, Oh my gosh, I had no idea because drugs are keeping it all internal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so just, I would say very practically, at least for me, something I've found is me just giving a window for Jesse to say, Hey, this is where I'm at. Um, and I don't even know if there's anything for you to do about that, but I need you to know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what, what she's actually asking, I mean, that's, true but to apply it to what she's saying where if you feel like you are the person that's not like i i hear the question differently maybe maybe that's what i've experienced with our relationship is is it can be really challenging when i have felt like potentially i'm pursuing you know personal development in a way that you aren't as interested in Mm -hmm. and so what is a person to do in that case Mm -hmm. and i think it actually is the same principle probably that gives the the, the the kind of guiding light there, which is that if I get into the habit of sharing what I'm experiencing personally with Gerard, 
he ex- he used it more of like a maybe he's experiencing a negative negative yeah but for instance if like if i'm, I'm trying to think of a specific like um pursuit or book of my own i mean i guess maybe just going back to the spirituality like there have been certainly times where one of us is more interested in learning or developing and, and spiritual growth at different rates i would say and I think me just bringing up the things that I'm learning and saying like, gosh, you know, this was going on in my inner world today. I'm, I'm, I'm learning about this. I'm uncovering little, I'm actually, you know, what really probably applies the best is I'm super into psychology. I go to therapy regularly. I love, love, love like uncovering all of the parts of me that um, I previously didn't know about or understand. Mm -hmm. And Gerard's not as big of a counseling guy as I am. And Mm -hmm. so, I wish he were sometimes because mainly not because I think he needs to change at all, but more so because I enjoy it so much that I'm like, you got to believe me. This is so fun. You right, know? Like you want to share in it. Make, yeah. I'm like, it would make life, you know, your life better because it's made my life better. And, and the, the truth is that that's, that's not necessarily the case for everybody. And so it's kind of like, I can, I can express that to him and let him experience or see, I guess, a little bit of my experience by, by just being honest and forthcoming and sharing my inner world in a way that hopefully, if it feels like a good fit for him, he would also be interested, but that it's not, it's not a mandate. And I think there's certain examples maybe where it would feel more pressing, um, like if someone, you know, got really bad or unhealthy or dangerous habits, mm-hmm. maybe that would be an example of where you, you really do kind of want to step up and say, look, you got to change your, mm-hmm. your approach here, pal. But um, I think, yeah, going back to the, the phrase you used earlier, another way I've heard it put, uh, Richard Rohr, who's one of my favorite authors, says transforms people transform mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes so much sense to me that focusing on um, your own pursuits or your own growth would hopefully be what allows the other person to experience transformation as well. Hmm. That's good. That's good. Well, you guys, thanks so much for your time and for having this really honest conversation with us. We relate in so many ways to different experiences that you've had. Sure. <laughs> Where can um, everyone find you if they're interested in learning more or just following along your journey? Yeah, sure. So our podcast is called Marriage is Funny. And it's <laughs> very accurate. Needs- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would not believe so many people reach out and they'll be like, marriage is not just funny. It's a lot of other things. Freaking hilarious. <laughs> we're like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how we landed on that name. Um, but yeah, we're, we kind of go by the peppers. It's like our alter ego. So we're, our website is Meet the Peppers and we're at Meet the Peppers on Instagram. Um, we also have a fun little um, free video series that we put together for any of your listeners who are interested in uncovering some of the maybe marriage myths or potentially bad marriage advice that they've gotten over the years and sort of rewriting those in ways that can be actually helpful and really beneficial to their own relationship. And so they can grab those at meetthepeppers.com slash shepodcast. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing so much of what you have shared with us and for uh, directing where they can learn more about you and even utilize a resource. That's great. We appreciate your time, you guys. Seriously. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. So fun. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking the screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was. 
so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content, and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.